our young people, our youth, as they go up to encounter Jesus. Who is leading this morning? Alan, would you like to come forward? Just tell us what you're doing, and then I'm going to pray. Uh, today we're going to start on a theme to do with Christmas. But I can't say any more than that, because we're going to do a game at the start. That might give away what we're doing, if I tell them. Okay, let's just stretch our hands out. Lord, thank you for Alan and the team. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing on what they do this morning. Holy Spirit, that you are as present upstairs as you are here in this room. And Lord, that you will speak directly, encourage, strengthen, and equip our young people so that they can be mighty men and women of God in their world, wherever you send them. And we bless Alan and the team. We thank you for the, your rich anointing upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, before we um, ask Jonathan to come up to bring the word, does anybody have a specific testimony or something that they've, God has done this week? I know, obviously, we heard from Sarah. She had her new job, which she's believed God for, and she's in. So does anyone want to come and share just briefly some testimony of what God has done this morning or this week? Ruth. Um, so I had an art exhibition on Tuesday and we were very ambitious. I'm working in a collaboration. We were so ambitious with what we were going to make. Um, and pretty much every single time we go in the studio, we'd just be like, Lord, this is for your name. Like, we need your help, basically. Um, and literally half an hour before the show was about to be up, we were like, oh my goodness, okay, like, let's paint this wall, let's do this, blah, blah, blah. So, very ambitious and we were like if we get this done it is literally to the glory of God um, and we got it done so I'm like thank you Jesus yeah amen amen God's very practical isn't he he wants us to see that practical expression of answered prayer anybody else want to share Troy so um, yesterday I had my very first shift at work and uh, it was very much, uh, I was thrown in at the deep end with like, just told, this is how you do this, this is how you do this, you have to get on with it. And it was very, very busy and we had to work really, really quickly, but God was just there through it all and I was very calm and I got everything done, I didn't make any mistakes and it was just a really good... Brilliant, we believe in you, Troy. We believe in him, don't we? And I'm loving the new haircut. <laughs> okay, any more testimonies of the goodness of God this week? Our daughter Amy is doing really well in Dubai, for those who want to know. She's settled in her first week. And was that a testimony at the back? It was that a hand I saw. Do you want to shout out what your answer is there? Yes, uh, my name's Bob. I'm here through Pastor Kurt. I met him when I was homeless about 17 years ago. And um, he helped us to find me. Po I'm an established poet. You know, I've got literary merit. I've wrote two books. He's helped us to get them published and uh, become very good friends. But I can't always make it down because I'm disabled through an accident. But I just thank the Lord, you know, for Kurt. I've always wanted to come here. I've struggled, but I met a Scotsman. He helped us here, which was a good. 
And before I left him, he says, I'm going to start coming to this church. Amen. Right, let's pray for Bob. Lord, thank you for Bob. Thank you that, Lord, you've honoured his faith and you've brought him here today. Lord, thank you that you've called him by name. You know every hair on his head. You've written his name on the palm of your hand. And Lord, you're watching over him. And we just speak your blessing upon Bob today, Lord, that he will hear directly from you to his heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Any final testimony anybody wants to bring? There's another one here. Cynthia. Just want to thank God that Nat's back. <laughs> I know that, uh, well, he was away for two weekends in a row and just back one or two days in between. So I just know that lots of people were praying for us because it was really tough with two teenagers. Yeah, so it's good. Thank you. Amen. Amen. And welcome back, Nat. <laughs> We're glad to have you back, but your wife's even gladder. <laughs> Brilliant. And it's wonderful to see some guest visitors with us. Where's Claire? Claire Stefan from France. Really brilliant to have you here with us. And Joe's mum and step, uh, dad and stepmom. Brilliant to have you both with us. Any other guests with us that I have forgotten? No, I think that's it. Wonderful. Let's welcome Jonathan. Um, if you ever get into a conversation with Bob, he is a comic, he's a comedian, his jokes are dodgy. <laughs> he thinks they're jokes, but uh, no, he's full of uh, jokes, so please go and um, hear one or two of them afterwards. Um, and he plays the mouth harmonica, sorry, we've got to get it right, it's the harmonica. Um, so you might have actually seen him sometimes on London Bridge playing and stuff like that. He's actually got, how many harmonicas have you got? I know you've got a lot, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Because all different keys and all that sort of stuff, so uh, he does have lent plenty. But please go and say hello afterwards, that would be brilliant. Um, before we um, begin in the word, I'd like to uh, pray for... Kurt and Adam, um, Kurt's mum died yesterday, um, and they're going to have to go to the States, um, you're going Wednesday, and how long for? So uh, Wednesday through to Tuesday. Um, so if those around, Adam and Kurt, can you just, a couple of you, get around them, please, that's fantastic, thank you. Father, I just thank you that Kurt's mum knew you. She had accepted you into her life, and we now have that confidence that comes with faith, knowing that she's with you. But Father, we're so conscious that you leave people here on earth. Father, Lord, and it tells us to grieve with those who grieve. And Lord, I just pray for Kurt and Adam as they travel to the States. I, I pray that you will just uh, go with them, that you will support them at this time. And as they go through this process of saying goodbye to uh, mum and grandma, grandma, 
Father, I pray that you will be with them. Father, that you will, oh Lord, bring testimony. Father, Lord, back a week, uh, in a week's time, Father, of what you have done through this situation. And so, Father, I ask you that you'll go with them. Lord, that in all of the service and the thanksgiving for her life, Lord, that you will be glorified in that situation. And Father, I just ask you that you will just continue to be your, the provider for them, for earthers, for um, all the other things that are going to be needed at this time. And so, Father, I ask you that you'll just be with them. Bless them abundantly at this time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, bless you, mate. Thank you. Um, Sarah is also with us, so we're going to pray for Sarah as well. She um, is off to, um, Sarah was with us for um, a period of time, um, and we released her to Brazil. Um, but one of the things that she believes God placed on her heart is Israel. And she is going to go to Israel this week. Seventh of two weeks. So she's going on the seventh of, are you going to be coming back here before then? Yes, so we'll pray for you next week. Um, so I, I don't want to forget that. Um, but she's going back to Israel. And for those who came on the tour with us, uh, remember that prayer house that we went to up in Tiberias, uh, where Isabel was. Um, that's where Sarah is going to go. So we know all those who came to Israel with us back in May all know where you're going to be. We know the house, we know the location, the beautiful views over the Sea of Galilee. Um, and so, you know, we'll pray for you next week, okay? Um, because that's, for us, it's important that we release you into that role. So, Lordes, it's great to see you too. Sorry, we forgot to mention you before. Lordes, again, um, how long have you been married now? Ten months. Oh, that's gone quick. Happy ten-month anniversary. <laughs> um, there's a number of things that God's laid on my heart. Um, and in John 4, verse 24, it says, uh, those who worship will worship me in spirit and in truth. It's such a, a simple... Um, verse and if you then go into um, Romans chapter 12 it talks about our our act of worship is what we do with our body and you know in those two different scriptures I believe that God is wanting to speak to us this morning about in a sense our senses our, our five senses um, our five senses are the touch what we see, what we hear, what we smell, and what we taste. And I believe God wants to activate those senses um, in all of our worship, on our acts of worship. One of the things that, you know, Elios does, Church Without Walls, is that they touch with the hand, with the, the, the helping hand, that they, they touch people's lives in a physical way, but also a spiritual way. You know, there is times where, you know, in the feeding of the poor, in the ministry of the word, there is a touch using that, that, that sense 
where you are reaching out sometimes physically to touch somebody to pray with them sometimes it is to touch them with a sandwich or a cup of tea or a kind word it's something that you're doing constantly through that sense in that ministry and obviously there's other senses around as well but you know who's who's watching um i'm a celebrity get me out of here at this moment in time i i know that nobody is that's amazing apart from my wife I'm not talking about the discussions and all that stuff that goes on, but you know, when you, when you, and if you ever watch that program, um, one of the things that you realize is that all of those five senses are being used to cause a negative reaction in people. Um, I happen to flick it on. <laughs> And, and one of the things that I saw was that it was um, when the gentlemen were going um, and putting their hands through a, uh, they couldn't see what they were touching. And, and it was mice and rats and things like that. And, and again, you know, it was a sense and what I'm celebrity get me out of here is trying to do is to try and heighten those senses to cause them to say, get me out of here. There was another situation where all of the animal intestines and all of those things are in a box and they're trying to find a key or a star. And you have to, again, the smell would have been awful. What you see with your eyes would be atrocious what you're touching, can you imagine? What you're touching intestines just to try and find a star. Sometimes there's spiders in there. All sorts of nasties, cockroaches. Why are you watching it as well, Bob? <laughs> I didn't see that hand before. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> but in all of these things, all the senses are there or trying to become aware of all the negatives that potentially can take place. The fear is one of the things that people sometimes when they're in dark rooms and they can't see, but they begin to feel things coming onto their faces. Sometimes it's really pitch dark because they make sure that they've got something over their eye and then they let things onto their face. Can you imagine how frightened you are at that particular point in time? Because your senses are being heightened to accept something at that moment that is meant to frighten you. That people watching on sort of say, oh no, I can't see this, but they'd still watch it. <laughs> but one of the things for me is when we are worshipping God, when we are in that place before God, we, we need to be in a situation where we're allowing all our senses to, to be used. We, um, Eduardo came and, and did some repairs in our house 
and in our front room um, there was some damp that had got into our front room and when when you go in and when we used to go into that room you smelt something that was not right there was something of an offense in there that we couldn't initially see until we took this um, what had happened is that the previous people who owned the house had hidden it with a piece of wood and when um, Eduardo took it off we then saw all of these mold patches on our wall but it smelt it was hidden but it was smelling and we we actually could detect something was wrong beforehand because of the sense of smell sometimes you can be with people who you know who haven't had a wash for a long time i remember um, at bible school when i was the director there and we had to sometimes ask people to come into my office at the time because um, people had noticed that people weren't showering they weren't using uh, deodorant and therefore there was a smell that was not edifying and glorifying it was something of the opposite effect that was taking place at that moment in time there was others that just literally put so much um, either aftershave on or perfume on that you could smell them before they even came down the corridor. Lenny, no, no, no. <laughs> but, yeah. but it was, you, you know what I'm talking about. The, all of the smells are heightened. We taste. And in, in Psalm 23, it says God prepares a table before us. So what we're seeing with our eyes, what we, we're smelling, what we are tasting, is something that God wants all of these things to be good. All of these things to be good. But for me, one of the things that God said to me today was that he wants us all to have our senses heightened in a spiritual way that we are in a place where we're, and we, we talked, um, Kurt brought a great message a couple of weeks ago about the alabaster jar that being actually smashed, broken. And Mary anointed Jesus's head, his feet, and actually because of the head, it would have been going over the whole body. Jesus would have smelled lovely at that time. With that much perfume and I don't know about you sometimes I used to um, this is me I used to try and find the cheapest aftershave possible um, I did I, I, I was uh, <laughs> I was it was just finger you know what can I get in a little bottle or something like that that I can couldn't make sure it's okay but sorry fruit <laughs> for three <laughs> <laughs> Poundland, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I have a friend who um, some of you will know. 
um, and he always used to smell really nice and he started buying um, for Christmas and birthdays some really expensive aftershave. And I found that actually the aftershave lasts a lot longer when you pay a little bit more for it. Um, I haven't had to pay for it. Um, other people have brought me these gifts and I just make them last a long time um, until the next Christmas. No. <laughs> um, but, but again, you know, for me, it's about when, she, when Mary did that to Jesus, there was something significant about the smell that was around Jesus in preparation for his crucifixion, his burial at that time. And, you know, again, it talks in the New Testament about our worship being like an aroma to God. When you look at the Old Testament, what it said was that when sacrifices were offered, it was a sweet-smelling aroma to the Lord. So our worship, when we worship in spirit and in truth, then there is an aroma that pleases the Lord. And actually, it's, you know, when, when we understand that it pleases God, then the people around us are going to have the after effects of that. It's a knock-on blessing for others when you're in right relationship with God, when you're worshiping God in spirit and truth. God accepts that. He sees it as a sacrifice that is pleasing to him, an aroma that pleases him. And because of that, there is a knock-on effect to others around because when you're in right relationship with God, the mercy flows from you, the compassion flows from you, the love flows from you because you understand that it's not you, it's him. And that's where the touch comes in. That's where we need to be seeing and hearing the things that God wants us to hear so that those senses begin to be activated in those places too. When we're worshipping God in spirit and truth, then our eyes will be looking not around us or getting distracted. We will be looking at what God is saying to us, not just on the screen, but we will be captivated by him. Our attention will be upon him. Our focus, our eye, our sight will not be on what's around us at that time. But it will be upon him. And then when we're worshipping in spirit and in truth, those eyes, God will take them and put them upon different people and situations that we move into as we go from this place. Our hearing. All of us want to do what God asks us to do, don't we? So we need to make sure that our hearing is activated. That sense of hearing, the sense of closeness to God, so that in everything that we're doing, we're listening to what he's saying, so we're responding to what he's asking of us. So that we're not going from the left or right, but we're only taking ways that are firm because we're listening to what God is saying to us. Worship, our acts of worship is a two-way conversation actually 
Because when we give ourselves to God, then God begins to speak to us, to unfold things to us, to reveal more of himself to us. Our primary purpose is to worship him. His heart is for us to worship him in spirit and in truth so that we can begin to walk in this life, in this way, in, in this world, your environment, in the way that God intends us to walk. To call the highway of holiness in Isaiah, that we're walking in a way that pleases him, we're doing things that please him, but that's because our senses are heightened. Our touch, that when God heightens, when we're beginning to worship God in spirit and in truth, then we're reaching others, we're touching other people's lives with the mercy, with the grace, with the love, with the kindness, with whatever that person needs in front of us, it's like we're touching them because it's like God's enabling us to, to love and to have that compassion in that way. That's why for me, the two, the great commandments, that we, we keep the vision of this church really, really simple. We love God and we love people. What more is there to do than those two things? If we're loving God, then we will be worshiping him with a passion. But because we're worshiping him in, with a passion, then we will be operating in the world in that same dimension that we'll be having that mercy. We will be operating in mercy like Helena was showing last week. There will be grace and we will, because we have received grace, then we will be gracious in the way that we deal with others because God has been compassionate to us that he's given us so much, then we are free to give to others in that same way, in that same capacity, but it's, the touch, that sense of touch, touching people's lives, touching people in their worlds. Not just sort of trying to keep it all to myself, like Helena was mentioning last week between the two opposing things. But because God has given us mercy, then we need to be portrayers of that mercy to others. And that was um, in James chapter 2, she brought that scripture last week. But it's all of these senses working together because God is wanting us to be worshipping people. And worshipping people is not just for 45 minutes on a Sunday. A worshipping people, it's 24-7. You do not, or God does not want you to go off duty. God does not want you to park yourself for a moment in time and just sort of say okay no I'm not going to worship you now for the next three days or next five days until we come back together no it's not that way God is wanting us to activate our lives 24 7 where we're living worshipful lives allowing all of these senses to be heightened in the way that God wants us to 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 operate in in I'm a celebrity, you know, there are so many different things that they have to do because 
you know, the program is there to heighten the sensitivities in, in that way that, that actually the enemy wants to use sensitivities in you in a negative way. He wants to put fear there. Sometimes, you know, you can see some big obstacles that you can see. You might hear different things that are coming into your world and you just, goodness me, that's too big. Well, it is too big for you. And that's why we have some, a God who is able to do things through us if we allow him to. But we do have an enemy that wants to come and use all of those senses to a negative effect. In a sense, like the program does. Because they're looking for a negative reaction in people. On the whole. Whereas what we're looking for is to make sure that all of our senses are used in the God-given way that he has designed them to operate in. It says, taste and see what the Lord has done. So we need to be tasting the things that God gives to us. Sometimes, you know, what is the sweet that they have in the program where you, they dare you to chew it? What's the, what's the little, past, is it a pastel? Fruit pastel or something like that, isn't it? Where they dare you to chew it. And, and again, you know, sometimes what, what the enemy tries to do is sort of say, okay, don't chew it, you know? Don't digest that. Spit it out like chewing gum. You know, you, you, in chewing gum, isn't it? You, you, I mean, after 30 seconds, the taste is gone, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, then, then you throw it away and then you take another bit of chewing gum. Because you're wanting to taste something. And you're wanting something to be in your mouth sometimes and it's maybe habits or something like that. But what God wants us to do is to taste the good things that God wants to give to us. And sometimes they can be food. You know, if you, you, you're out there and you've not got a meal, then the tasting of food, something that is taste, tasteful, is lovely. So it's not, in a sense, that, but it's like tasting the good things that God wants to give. We need to digest the word of God. Because those are the good things that God wants us to, to taste and to see. The good things that God places in, in our environment, our worlds. He doesn't want us to be afraid of putting things into our mouth to taste. Because God is wanting to enhance all of these senses for his purposes. You know, you, you do. You can hear so much gossip and... Obviously, that program does sometimes go into a lot of gossip. And, and, you know, we need to be careful in our world that we're not listening to the wrong things. We're not watching the wrong things. Because that's using the sense that God has given us in the wrong way. You know, our mouths, you know, our taste, you know, it can be our speaking as well. Because everything is around that sense. So we need to make sure that it's like honey on our lips. Not something that is, um, what's the negative word of that? Um, sour. 
I, I don't want to have anything sour. We, we sometimes, not too often because we, Helena looks after our fridge, but there's once or twice where, you know, there's something that's gone out of date. It's been opened by one of our girls who now left home, so it only can be my fault. Um, <laughs> so, so obviously it's got to be my fault. I put my hands up. Um, that sometimes you, you, you taste something and it, it's gone off, hasn't it? You, you, you know what I mean. It's not me the only one who does this sort of thing, is it? But, but you can have some bit of fruit as well, even some fruit on the table, and when you taste it, it's like, oh, that's gone off. You know, like an orange or something that you are really looking forward to. And then you put it in your mouth and, mm, oh, that's a little bit, oh, that's a bit bitter. And, and again, this is where it's so important that we're using God's given senses to do those right things. And so therefore, our, our words are like honey into a particular situation or circumstance. You know, in, in the book of 1 Peter, um, uh, actually 2 Peter, um, chapter 2, it talks about um, a situation where we've got to be with our bosses. And it talks about um, those in authority over us. Uh, and things like that, but we need to be the salt and light in those situations. So what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what we're smelling, because at the end of the day, I believe that we can smell what is right and what is not right. Spiritually speaking, I'm talking about as well. You can come into a situation and you, you know, there is that saying, mm, something doesn't smell right here. Don't you? I mean, you, you get that saying that something's not quite right. Something I'm hearing or I'm seeing doesn't quite line up with what my expectation was here. And sometimes that's a spiritual thing that God is showing something that is unhealthy in that place or that situation where he then wants you to use your words to like honey, speak those positive things into those situations. And sometimes that does mean that you might have to confront some situation or circumstance. But because you're doing it with all your senses heightened, you're doing it in love, you're doing it with mercy, you're doing it with compassion, you're doing it with a confidence that God's given to you, absolutely. A boldness that you are in, you know, yeah, humility. But you are stepping out into what you know is to be true. All of the senses that God wants to activate so that it's a positive thing, not that negative, that sour. We're not touching people in a harsh way, in a wrong way. We're not acting in an appropriate fashion. We're not watching things or hearing things that we shouldn't be watching or and, and I'm not just sort of talking about the TV there. I'm talking about in all of those places, outside in the world that God's placed us. What we're hearing, what we're seeing, what we're smelling. That we're taking note of all of these things in order for our lives, for our bodies to be worshipping God in spirit and in truth. If you just could close your eyes, please. Because it's just important that 
Whenever I believe God speaks, he wants us to respond. And sometimes that response takes a, a, a while to, to work through. But if you set your mind on something, your heart on something, you determine at this moment to do something, then it's more likely that you're going to be able to do those things. Or you, you begin on a pathway for those things. First of all, I, I just want you to tell Jesus, talk to him in your own words, just quietly under your breath, or, Lord, I want to worship you in spirit and in truth. I don't want anything to come between my worship of you. I don't want any distractions. And Lord, I know that you're truthful. But Lord, when I sing songs, when I worship you, I want to be truthful in what I'm singing. I don't want to be singing songs like cast my crowns before you when truthfully I'm not doing that. When we sing songs, I worship you with all of my heart. Are we being truthful at that moment in time? Only you can answer those questions. And this is the time where you individually just say, Lord, I just want to worship you in spirit and truth. Forgive me if there's been any time where I've not worshipped you. I've been doing it out of my own experience. I've just been doing it because it's what I do. It's a room. It's a habit. Instead of engaging with you. And Lord, forgive me for times when I've sung songs where I've just sung words. I've not really looked at what I was singing. And therefore, Father, I'm sorry. I... I genuinely wasn't worshipping you in spirit and in truth because I was elsewhere in my mind. So Father, I ask you that you will just come and help me to and, and teach me what it looks like to worship you in spirit and in truth. Just going to go through those senses and I'm just going to talk about sight first. Just ask, in a sense, uh, again in the positive way, Lord, I just want to be able to see you in every situation that you place me in. I want to see what you see in situations and circumstances. I don't want to just see what the world sees. I want to see beyond that. I want to see how you look upon an individual or a situation. 
And Lord, I ask you that you'll forgive me when I'm just looking in my natural way, my natural eyes. But Father, I ask you that you'll help me to see. Lord, I ask you that you will help me to hear. Hear truth, hear your word. Whether that's directly through you or through others that you place around me to help me on my journey. Help me to hear what you're saying in each and every situation that you place me in. So that I can respond to not just what I see, but also what I hear. So that faith can be activated in my heart in each and every situation that is before me. Again, you can pray while I'm praying. Because God is able to hear all of these prayers all together. Because God's looking and waiting to hear your response to these things. Because genuinely, Father, I want my body to be one of worship of you. Lord, I ask you that you'll help enhance my sense of smell. Father, that I will discern the situations that I'm in and involved in, that if there's anything or anything that is not quite right, that, Father, Lord, you will alert me to those things something doesn't smell right forgive me sometimes for proceeding along a journey even though I sense something's not quite right and Lord I just ask you that you will heighten that sense where I'm <laughs> Really activating that smelling sense. What's right? What's a little bit off? What's not something that I don't touch or don't go near? And Lord, I just ask you that you'll help me with my sense of taste. Lord, it talks about taste and see that the Lord is good. And Lord, you spread a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Lord, I just ask you that you will, oh Lord, uh, not allow me to step back in any sense of fear. But Lord, that I will taste the goodness of the Lord as I take hold of all the good things that you have given me that I start to speak out of the good things that you've done that I won't remain quiet at that moment in time but I will have tasted 
And because I've tasted something, then I can speak something of your goodness. Wow, that was lovely. That was great. That word was amazing that you just shared with me, Father. And because you've shared it with me, then I'm going to share it with others. Because I've tasted and seen something that the Lord is good. And just, in a sense, just place your hands in front of you. Lord, I just want to use the sense of touch. Lord, use these hands. I want them to be guided by you to, Lord, yes, lift up my hands in worship of you. To sometimes even come and touch your feet in that place of worship. That we will sense your presence in such a dynamic way that it will be like we're touching you, we're touching something of heaven. But also, Father, we want to make sure that the world that is around us, the world that you placed us in, Lord, that we're reaching out and touching in the way that you want us to touch the lives of individuals, schools, corporations, in the way that you choose. So use these hands, Father, to glorify your name so that every single moment of every single day our bodies are that living worship worshiping you in every way because that's our spiritual act of worship So, Father, I just pray that as a body here, as a family here, Lord, that we will have these senses heightened, not just for our own sake, but because we want to worship you in that place of spirit and truth. But we want to see our lives Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, as a body that is, it's an act of worship because we're using our bodies in the way that you want us to. So, Father, I ask you that you will bless each and every one of us and therefore we are worshipping you with our bodies in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, so we're all going to go and have a nice lunch after that. <laughs> the taste. It's like getting you ready for lunch. <laughs>
perhaps not after the I'm a celebrity comments. <laughs>